Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive, particularly if you're an avid TikTok user or just get offended by blind things. Blind young things. Hmm. The thing is, I didn't know when you were starting the recording and I was actually going to do a whole bit with me saying the disclaimer. Do it now then. Warning. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T and Cleves. Each week, open up a blurry perspective on life. Would you like to do the welcome part? Welcome to Seesaw. Oh. You're going to go harder on that? Well, you want the actual intro, do you? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Seesaw, coming from floor 101, like the room, but not. We have a tasty themed episode for you because we're finally being relevant, kind of. So we have Christina Warner back with us, and we're going to be talking about things to do with social media and TikTok specifically because shit has gone off. All right, let's get straight into it. We are here. And we are coming in with a reactive episode, even though we had loads queued up, but something came up, which we definitely have to talk about. We're pushing nice people back. And of course, we're not doing this alone, because if we did, it'd be an absolute dumpster fire. So we do need balance (laughs) and thoughts on this. So again, we are joined by the fabulous Christina Warner. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I am here again. I'm back for round two where there's controversy. I can be found. By, by popular demand as well. Our co-host Selena oh, was like... Yeah, yeah. You're too kind. You're she too had, kind. She had kind. nothing but nice things to say. And as per usual, tea goes to the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, here <Yeah>. again. <laughs> well, it's amazing to have you back. Don't, don't ding. <laughs> don't ding <laughs> that. Don't okay. ding that. <laughs> This time around, as alluded to, we have something a bit tasty, a little bit zesty, a little bit controversial. And of course, this is something that, Christina, you actually put on our radar via Twitter 
we always make the joke at the end of our show that you can find us on TikTok, but please don't, because although we have Seesaw Podcast on TikTok, I don't think, outside of maybe Cleves putting one video on two years ago, I don't think we've ever used it for anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is a video on there of you and Wes. Oh. Someone commented on it. I checked it for like the first time today. Nice. Well, we are not, other than that, we're not on TikTok or we're not aware of it, but things happen there, apparently. Apparently, it's woke with the kids or something like that. <laughs> oh, date themselves. <laughs> Tickety-tock, the hip-hopping, flip-flopping, tickety-tock thing. <laughs> We've just lost, like, 50% of our audience. Something has happened on TikTok, and this isn't just on TikTok. There is a uh, a trend of things going around, and we're going to shine a spotlight on it because, for once, we're going to be relevant <laughs> I'll give a very brief synopsis on this and then we will sort of chat about it and the larger issue around it. So the video in question on TikTok, and this was uh, the user Wesma, I believe how it's pronounced, is a video showing a hack to get to the front of a queue. Now, there's a lot of like shit hacking videos out there where it's like you've been using a toilet wrong your entire life. It's like, the fuck you. No, I haven't. <laughs> but essentially, this video has the individual in dark glasses using a long cane, basically pretending to be blind to get to the front of a queue. Um, looking, well, from what Khalidza said and what I've glimpsed from the comments, it was to get cheesecake. Not that that's relevant at all. But I do love cheesecake. Yeah, if you're going to get to the front of a food queue, a food queue I'd like it to be cheesecake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, that is the queue you want to get to the front of. Mm-hmm. But there is a little bit more to it. And, of course, this did blow up on social media. The comments on the TikTok creator Katie's Vision, mm-hmm. uh, Katie's a great creator, commented on the video basically saying it's offensive and just educate yourself and you don't know the harm you're doing. Initially, the creator was very sympathetic to this, or they seemed to be in their response to the comments, saying that they didn't under that they didn't realise and that they'll do better. But then, of course, as it's gone a bit more viral, um, and I don't know what counts as viral nowadays. I mean, fifty-seven thousand likes seems viral to me, but essentially, as it's gotten bigger and bigger, it seems like the comments from this user have backtracked to "I can now be funny and just." basically fan the flames of hate, essentially calling out people who would be against this video. With comments such as, uh, you can see well enough to type your comments and various things like this. There, there was a lot of stuff on there. Um, I don't want the episode to become a basically me reading all off of TikTok. Um, so understandably... This is a very, uh, this has gotten a lot of attention from the disabled community uh, in general. Um, and I saw it on Twitter mostly. So, initially, from the video, what do we think? Christina, let's start with you. I was told about it. I was tagged in a post on Twitter by the lovely people at the Disability Expo. They wanted my view on this. Um, And I then tagged a whole load of other people that I think not only had a right to know that this was going on, but also had a very important opinion to share. I think we can basically break it up into into two parts. The video itself, what it means, 
what does it how does it influence the disabled community how does it influence the able-bodied community and then we've got the creator's response so if we kind of look at the first part what what is this video all about i think it's dangerous for a number of reasons i think I think that labeling it as being a social experiment or a prank, which one is it? A social experiment or a prank? Because they're not bilateral. It's one or the other. Is it really a social experiment or is it a prank? Because personally, I think that's paradoxical. I don't think you can have a social experiment that is a prank. A prank is something very derogatory. A social experiment is meant to be enlightening and provide us with knowledge, but that's a different issue. And then I think you've got the aftermath, which is the content creator's response. As you've already mentioned, Katie's vision, the response that was given, and in fact, the response to the comments. So I think that's those are really the two issues, the video itself and then the the aftermath, the fallout of it. But the video itself, I just think it's, I mean, at the most basic level, just show me where the comedy is. It's accompanied by the hashtag comedy. Again, hashtag comedy, social experiment and prank. Weird combination, but okay. Um Show me, show me how that's meant to be funny. Make it make sense because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get how it's funny. And actually, no one in that video is laughing. Hmm. Yeah, that is. Um, I think it's. I think it's insulting to disabled people, in particular those who are visually impaired, partially sighted, or blind. And I think it's also insulting to able-bodied people because they are the ones that are also being taken advantage of by this alleged prankster or unqualified psychologist who's undertaking these social experiments they're being taken advantage of because they actually react in a very they react in a very kind way they get out of this guy's way so i think it's demeaning for everyone involved the only person that wins is this muppet that produced the content and again i'd ask where's the comedy where are the jokes where's the lols in all of this because coming from a visually impaired girl i can't see it Mm. so where is it but i'll hand back to to you guys Oh, and here's where I'll tell you that I watched the video for the first time, had a little bit of a chuckle to myself. Mm-hmm. After what you've just said, uh, I was like, can I say that? I was like, no, no. Yeah, when course, I watched it, course. I was like, nah. And I, in a way, I was a little bit like, hmm, fair play, that does work. And in a way, like, I was like, oh, he has actually managed to do it and people will get out of his way and they haven't questioned it at all. Yeah. But on the opposite side of things, when people do start genuinely questioning people's disabilities and they are disabled, then they're they're not really allowed to, are they? No. Is it no. got to the point now where we're just not allowed to question people's disabilities to the point where the people are faking disabilities, you're not allowed to call anyone out on it? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should literally call people out on their disabilities all the time. I don't know where I stand on this, to be honest. I'm saying it now, but I'm kind of like... Where do I stand on it? You can't just go up to someone and say, "Not sure you're already disabled, mate." I, I, I mean, I, I agree. With you. I mean, I didn't watch the video because I'm not able to watch it, but I, I can see why this is a bit of a, a controversial. I can definitely see the controversy here. It is making light of what is a very severe disability, and not to play disability top trumps, but I, I honestly do think and. Of course, you know, everyone has a different lived experience. But I do feel that if you're going to lose one of your senses, sight in the society we live in is one of the most devastating things you can lose. And that I don't say that to subtract from anyone else who's going through any other sensory or physical 
disability journey. But my personal opinion is losing your sight in a visual world is very much, it's near the top. It's quite a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. And I think making light of that, although comedy can be gleamed from it, it has to be done in an appropriate way. And this was done by someone who, from from all accounts that we've picked up on, does not have a visual impairment. I don't know if there's been any validation of whether they do or don't. Um, I'm not sure that was a question asked. But I think that makes it very difficult. But just like building off of what, what both of you have said, it's, it does have a knock-on effect. And there's, there's multiple parts to this. Like, does it hurt the, the disability community? Is it like, like you said, Christina, like it's, is it funny? Like, mm. Cleve's got a laugh out of it. but And, you know, 57,000 people liked it. I'm so. a horrible human being, though. Well, apparently 57,000 other people are as well. The same, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, Christina, let me ask you this, Rope. Is yeah, it not funny because he's not disabled? Would it be funny if he genuinely was blind? Yeah, I think that it's um, it's not funny because I think you are exploiting the vulnerabilities of someone who doesn't have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what prejudice comes down to, doesn't it, really? You are taking the mickey out of someone who has absolutely no choice in the cards that they were dealt. Yeah, because me and T before the podcast had a chat about um, uh, Zach Anna that does the cerebral palsy videos on YouTube. Right. Okay. No. No, no, no. I'm not familiar. I'm oh, not okay. Familiar. Right. Yeah, he, yeah. he has cerebral palsy. Oh, he has cerebral palsy. He I does have he cerebral palsy. There's a bloody comedian out there that's taking the piss no. out. Of oh God! Palsy. No, 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 no. Lord have mercy. I was ready. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can see you were like, oh, really? this. Oh, yeah. like you're trying to tell me on Chamber this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It, like he genuinely has cerebral palsy and he puts a lot of uh, YouTube videos out. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, I respect that. But that's the beauty of it. Like, I put a tweet out and it's funny because a mate of mine with cerebral palsy, Daniel Holt, who's the chair of the Association of Disabled Lawyers, he's an absolute legend. He responded. So I said on Twitter that during Halloween, I'm almost like, um, unshockable during Halloween because unless I'm an inch away from the TV, I don't get any of the jump scares. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? What just happened? Who just? Got, what's going on? And I yeah. tweeted about it, and Dan responded saying, "Sit next to me, and I'll jump six foot in the air, and I'll rock the floorboards or something." Because obviously he's in a wheelchair and he's he's got cerebral palsy, and that kind of banter between us is great because we joke about that kind of thing all the time. But, mm. you know, we make jokes about being blind, drunk and legless, that kind of thing. But I think when it's someone who's able-bodied, who has no lived experience of what it's like, and is actually, I think the bit that got to me is that the guy uses his cane to cut through the queue and then basically, I think, takes his glasses off when he gets in there, leans in and is like, I want that piece of cheesecake or whatever. Mm. But what I don't understand is people like myself who are visually impaired, I'm not blind, I'm visually impaired with declining sight. I may well still be able to point at the fridge or wherever it is that the deliciousness and the delicious cakes are. So I'm perfectly capable of doing that. I may not know which one it is I'm looking at, but I can point at it. Mm. So that is a real possibility for me. But I just think it's I just think it's really like basic. It's just like, are we are we not evolved? to to go mm. beyond taking the mickey out of disabled people is that still where humankind is that's where our minds that's as far as we've got yeah. i that- just want to if, if- 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. If I can just address the comedy part before we go on to the actual mm. disabled part. When yeah, you were talking yeah. about you and your friend of the Halloween films. Yeah, yeah. Are, are non-disabled people okay to laugh at that? They can laugh at it, yeah, because it's coming from two disabled people who have lived experiences of what we're discussing. But if someone was to turn around and say something derogatory or I can't, do you know, I can't even think of something that would be derogatory that they'd say in reply, they need mm. to be ready for the response to that. So if yeah. you point the finger, there are three fingers pointing back at you. If you're going to dish it out, you best be ready to take it. Because if you put yourself out there to take the mickey out of a marginalized group of people, for whatever the reason may be, and you title that or market it as being comedy, we have a right to clap back at you. And don't be acting all coy when you get responses you don't like. Okay, the, re- the reason I asked that question is mm. because... If we're disabled and it's okay for non-disabled people to laugh at our comedy, is it okay for disabled people to laugh at, uh, what do you want to call them, normies? Able-bodied. Sightlings, able-bodied, yeah, sorry, able-bodied. Able-bodied people to make fun of their life because they have to wait in queues unless they're disabled. But I think that's slightly different, isn't it? Well, there's that's two issues there. I was born able-bodied and started losing my eyesight a few years ago. So I remember what it was like to be able to have the privilege of being able-bodied. And secondly, bear in mind that the disabled community, we are a minority. We're 15% of the world's population. And mm-hmm. able-bodied people are the majority. We live in their world. They don't even bother to enlighten themselves as to what it's like to live in our world. Exactly a visual world, like we said before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the difference is. That if we are able certainly I, th- I don't see me as having been an able-bodied person I take the piss out of myself all the time so I'm bumping into things I make jokes about 
oh, she's been at the gym again at 11 o'clock in the morning. No, I just don't know. I'm in somewhere new and I can't see where I'm going and I'm bumping into things. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, I, I think that's something humor, I think can be very healing and can be very helpful, especially when you're going through a tough time and living in a world that doesn't cater for us, I think is a coping mechanism for a lot of people. But when you've got someone who lives with the privilege of being able-bodied, taking the mickey out of people that are disabled, where's yeah. the humor? Where are the lols? Should everything be fair game? Is my question. Yeah, that's an interesting question as well because there's been a lot of debate about that, hasn't there? I know. I think Richard Gervais got involved, and it's not it's not just necessarily people with disabilities, but like of everything. Should everything mm. be on the table for everyone to take the piss out of and do it that way, or should we not take the you know take the piss out of but various groups? I would say that you're 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 phrasing that like there's the extreme of both. You're basically saying nothing's okay or everything's okay. Yeah, and I don't think that that's. I don't think it's a, a one or the other. I think there's always a, a place in the middle. Like if you look at comedy in general, there are comedians out there who will, who are from ethnic backgrounds, who will take advantage of those that for their comedy. Is it okay to laugh about that? Well, if they're from that background, then yes. Mm-hmm. There are still limits, though. But there, there are there still is, things that been are put in place limits even now. for them. So I, I think it is a spectrum, and I think that does change with time. It, it definitely does. And, I, I, okay, it's not the best example, but I have seen sort of Jewish comedians in the past sort of like 10 years or so who have made light of things like the Holocaust, which we can all agree was a horrible event. It, it, it should never have happened. Someone's that, that been to their training event. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, we, we don't have to preface that. Yeah. <laughs> T but genuinely did go to a training event. I, I did. He's yes. literally quoting the person. Yes, and I'm okay. leading on to that. So with recent things that have happened, especially within my industry, I work within the education area, mm-hmm. and the president of the national union of students has been fired for anti-semitism wasn't that ages ago no they stepped down the last president before them stepped down so there's allegations this new one has been fired is that common knowledge um it is now i know the last i know the last one like because i'll get i'll get my other lawyer on the phone some, yeah. of, some of the I know like some of the unions left like the NUS, didn't they? Yes. Because of the anti-Semitic uh, yeah, comments yeah, yeah. from the previous one. And this is also becoming a thing now as well. But as a result, on sort of like within this area, it also now means because of the nature of what's going on, it would be extremely insensitive for any comedian to really touch this within sort of like if a comedian was touring universities. And that might have been something to do with their act being a Jewish comedian previously. This would be a very sensitive thing to do now. It has to be reactive to what the status quo is, what's going on in society, because this has obviously caused a lot of issues, a lot of upset and offence. So I think I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's a everything's okay or nothing's okay. I think you've got to have that middle ground and it has to adapt with things that happen. I disagree. Interesting. You're entitled to that. (laughs) I I think it should be all or nothing. nothing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't believe in that middle ground. I think everything should be up for grabs or you should stick to your own, like. Stay in your lane. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Interesting. See, I think it's, I think comedy has obviously evolved and I do believe that everything is fair game, but there are caveats. So I think that only, I think if you target a group of people who happen to be a minority, who have no choice in being part of that minority because society has deemed them such, who are you as someone who has the privilege of not being part of that minority if they happen to have been an oppressed um, group of people. I think it's almost like the most basic form. Or I just think it's comedy without any intelligence, is it? Because you're going for a vulnerable group of people. And I think that you need to be ready for the retribu- the, the fallout that comes from that. So if a comedian says, well, free speech, free, free speech, I can say what I want. Well, free speech doesn't exist in the UK. But secondly... Um, if you have free speech, I have equal free speech. And if I'm a member of that minority community, I'm going to tell you about you and then I'm going to tell you about me. How far... Go on. If people stay in their lane, how far can it go? Because, like, I would say that I'm disabled. But do I really have a right to make jokes about people in a wheelchair? Nope. No, but... I don't know what that's like. Yeah, but you would be able to make jokes about being someone who's visually impaired. And take the Mickey out yourself if you wanted to. Or oh, is how how broad is the spectrum? Because like, can I make jokes about other disabled people? Um, I think again that's all relative because it's it depends on whether or not if you're aiming it at an individual or you're aiming it at a group of people. Again, we deal with the issue of generalization, don't you, as well? Where it is that we know in disability one size doesn't fit all. Just because one, two of us have the same condition doesn't mean that our lived experience is the same. So I would question how how would you frame that as being comedy if you are going to talk about a subject that you don't have experience of and you're dealing on what technically are assumptions of other people? Is that because I'd be discriminatory for other people if I if I picked them out? Or this is what I'm saying in the one, either all or nothing, mm-hmm. if I took that piss out of everyone, does that make me not discriminatory because I'm targeting everyone. You've got equal disdain for every human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think discriminatory. I hate everyone. Yeah. I hate everyone. I'm, I'm an equal hatred for all. Mm. Um, I think that's very, very tricky because if that's the case, then first of all, I think you need therapy. <laughs> yeah, I've had it and I still not, I'm still oh, not man, I still hate everyone. I still hate everyone. Um, and I think that I don't, for me, it's, it's, it's almost the equation of comedy, isn't it? How are you going to take the Michael out of a group of people when you're working on generalizations and assumptions and I think that's very, very dangerous territory because if you do not have lived experience in your, and it's not, it doesn't become satire or irony of your own experience, how are you meant to? How are you meant to delve into the lived experience of the people? You don't have that. You don't own that. You're not part of that group. So, what makes you think you understand what those people are going through? Do you know what I mean? Or am I not making? I'm, any- no, no. I, I'm, I absolutely agree with that. Has this become an issue over time? is my question like maybe in the 80s and 90s everyone took the piss out of everyone was everyone offended or is it the fact that the most offense the most offended of these people have shouted the loudest and now we've had to box ourselves into what we can and can't do in terms of comedy i think it's a gen z council culture that's kind of been the been the catalyst for this i think the the gen zers are 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 
are um, calling people out for whatever the reason may be. And maybe some people have the view that they're too sensitive or that their perceptions are too sensitive generally and the skin's too thin, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's because there is this idea now of of, um, consequence culture and cancel culture. So you either toe the line or you get cancelled. And because obviously we deal in a in a world where there's immediacy and there's the turnover of content that that is produced and that we consume is so vast, people's the turnover of people's careers and livelihoods can be over in the blink of an eye. Mm. It's weird that they've nicknamed Big Brother social media now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's so. Uh, on that i have i mean we've been answering a lot of the, the, we, the things we've been we, doing comedy haven't we yeah. like the, the comedy aspect of yeah. it and i thought look just before we move on i know it's been a little bit long but like there's there's a documentary on amazon and i think it's i'm pretty sure it's called is it okay to laugh anymore mm-hmm. and it's about comedy being the last bastion of freedom of speech there's a good documentary and we should pick that up later on yeah. T, go yeah. on sorry see podcast brought to you this week by amazon prime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> subscribe now because if you haven't like one in three one in three people in the world have amazon prime that is insane I, I, Sorry, yeah I, 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 it's I, a fantastic I, deal and you can get it for <laughs> 99 a month <laughs> Jesus. this is this this is the comedy segment no this yeah. is, <laughs> this is uh, chef's kiss right now <laughs> stay tuned for our other shameless plugs at some point <laughs> Like any plug, plug, plug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got more plugs than an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, it. So if if we uh if we go back to like as you say, Christina, like the vast consumption of, of social media, um, mm. it's definitely changed um in my lifetime. Um, as I'm sure it has on, on both of yours. I remember things like MySpace. Bebo, all of these yeah. weird like... vines, vines. Yep. Is this literally just an exercise in date in this podcast? It, oh, absolutely. But there is a point. <laughs> but of course, like when when we're talking about like media and how it's evolved, but I don't think that I am really caught up with that. And what it's been used for now is is not what I. I mean, I had my cutoff point where I was like, oh, this is what I'm comfortable with, and then things have moved from that. Comedy mm-hmm. pause. Yeah, basically. So I suppose what I'm driving at is when you have something like TikTok, where the videos are what 30 to 90 seconds long, and we're talking fast consumption, like quick, 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 quick. We've obviously outlined the issues with this video, but with this, like the consumption rate, is this actually going to be retained by anyone? I mean, are people just going to view this and go, oh, that was funny? Or, oh, that wasn't funny. Move on to the next meme, next dancing video, next makeup video, next prank video, whatever it may be, out of their consumption of like 50 in one sitting. Are we just fanning the flames and dragging this out as a community longer than it would have? Like, would it have just died basically after 24 hours? Well, because we're still talking about this five days on. Like, but would it have died after 24 hours as being like a, Oh, okay. Like, is anyone going to remember it? Like, I suppose that's my thoughts about this. And of course, I I want to hear your opinions. Of course, the hypocrisy is that we're making a podcast about it. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I, I think that by talking about the issue, we are highlighting the content creator because that's why we're here. So is this almost paradoxically become PR for the content creator who produced this video, which has now prompted us to have a conversation about it? Yeah, true. And actually, a few of my friends who are also members of the disabled community have said the same. Said, I don't want to be involved in this dialogue because this is um, giving this dude a platform and I don't want to be part of that. Do you know what? I respect that. But... Mm-hmm. I would also say that with the current climate and um, what happened in Starbucks in the States, I think it was, where a lady who had a guide dog was shouted at by a member of staff, um, where wheelchair users are having their wheelchairs crushed on flights. Why was was the person in Starbucks shouted at? um, Because she had a guide dog with her. Oh, just just had a dog in store. She had a dog in the store with the necessary harness and the... um, member of staff shouted at her and there's been i'll see if i can dig out the names of the um twitter users but there was an activist in the states whose wheelchair she was asked to um she was flying and her wheelchair was crushed it was given back to her in a completely unusable in a useless state when she arrived at her destination i think if those things weren't happening at the same time I would say, all right, okay, oh, lighten up a little bit. But why should we have to when we've got a backdrop of society just blatantly taking the piss? Why, why should we? And when we're still denied access to fair housing, we are the ones that are feeling the brunt of the cost of, the cost of living crisis. Disabled children are least likely to have access to ad- adequate education therapies and healthcare. Why? I think if that wasn't taking place it, running in tandem with this ridiculous TikTok, I'd say, yeah, all right, you know, let's just all lighten up a little bit. But it's not. This is a reality for a lot of us. And we are back after that specialist bit of entertainment. <laughs> Thanks for that noise. It was my attempt at static, but I realised it sounded more like a bee stuck in a jar. Yeah, it does a little bit. I don't know why you put a bee in a jar, you monster. Well, that was an enlightening chat. Is there a second part to it, Cleves? There sure is. It'll be <laughs> next week. We milk so much, we might as well start a fucking dairy farm, mate. How do you farm dairy? Well, you get a farm and you put dairy animals on there. Right. And then you make the dairy. Okay. Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer, mate. You can't farm dairy, though, can you? You have dairy farms, you idiot. Cow farms. Oh, sorry. A cow farm. Yeah, cow farms. I never specified the dairy. It could be goat's milk. It could. Yeah, so it could be a goat farm. It's just a farm then, isn't it, really? Okay, I think we're getting... This is not relevant. (laughs) We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but... Guess on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.